This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. Uh, it is Monday, 16 October, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Uh, you're in the war room. We're a little jammed in this hour because we took the bulk of the president's speech. He wrapped up, I think, a couple of minutes after we jumped off. We were going to actually punch out a little earlier because we had so much to cover on the House race. But then the president did the snake. And, of course, once you do the snake, it's such a treat. you got to hang around, right? Here's the question for the audience. What song? What song inspired the snake? Go check it out. Uh, do we have, we're going to play some beer. we got Laura Loomer uh, is on the phone, joins us. She's got an amazing story she broke this morning on Substack. She's also got a new show she's going to launch this week. Laura, uh, you've had your gun sites uh, focused on, um, focus on the sanctimonious. You've recently turned to start looking at uh, Glenn Youngkin. Um, tell us about Yunkin. He's got this big confab. Last week in, in Park City, they had Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan in Park City for two days. I hate Trump. Not in their DNA mm-hmm. to accept him. This is their quote. Not in their DNA to accept him as uh, as um, the nominee. By the way, I just want everybody to understand, a major hedge fund today bought, announced they, had, they purchased a large stake in uh, in Fox News to effectuate change. I'm told by my Wall Street contacts, which are pretty substantial, that a lot of that was driven by, I shouldn't say a lot, it was somewhat driven by this show and particularly singling out things that they had done that were counterproductive to productivity and profitability, and particularly having a board member like Paul Ryan, independent director, sitting on the board, that was trash talking <laughs> the, the leading guy running for the nominee of the Republican Party and actually co-hosting a conference where he said, uh, you know, it's not in our DNA to accept Trump. I'm sure that the new activist shareholders has bought a stake and put them on notice. And the first thing they put on notice is what I've said forever, the two class of stock. Because they, I think the Murdochs only own 14% of the fully diluted equity, but they control the company 51% with this old bogus two class of stock. It was an old scam Wall Street used to run for years. Uh, a lot going on. Laura, you're focused on the Cavalier Hotel. You're focused on this weekend. You're focused on Glenn Youngkin. Walk through what your investigative report shows us. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Steve. And, you know, as uh, has been reported uh, tomorrow and on Wednesday, uh, Glenn Youngkin is going to be meeting with a lot of uh, GOP mega donors, right? These uh, whale type donors uh, in Virginia Beach at the historic Cavalier Hotel. And a lot of the people who are attending are actually former Ron DeSantis donors. You see the writing is on the wall for Ron DeSantis. He's polling at 9% nationally. And uh, these people, the Jeff Rowe Network of Axiom Strategies, realizes that uh, they bet on the wrong horse. And these are a lot of the same people who helped uh, Glenn Youngkin get elected as governor of Virginia. And now they're looking for a plan B. They know that President Trump 
is going to be the nominee, but they don't want to accept that. And so what we have here is a coalition of donors, not just former DeSantis donors, but also Nikki Haley donors, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy donors, and donors to Chris Christie, as people can see from the report that I published today, who are now uh, donating massive amounts of money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to Glenn Youngkin and his PAC. And you have to ask yourself why, right? Well, we know why, because Glenn Youngkin is being drafted by the establishment GOP donor class as a way to, as I like to say, piss away more GOP resources that otherwise could be used to fortify our elections against voter fraud or help Donald Trump combat the litigation and the weaponization of government. Laura, let, let me ask you, you, you used the term donor class and you're, you said this is a coalition coming together. What What's the common, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Trump's up by, I don't know, 40 or 50 points in a lot of these. Michael Patrick Lay is about to come on right after you and walk through the Daily Telegraph in London has done a substantial polling that shows Trump winning against Biden in five of the six battleground states, plus all his states. So it looked like north of a 300 vote electoral win. What is it about this? What what? Because the, these people have made a lot of money. They're obviously in their own area of activity, quite smart. What what and they and they've been with other people. They've been with Tim Scott. They've been with Nikki Haley. Some yeah. with Chris Christie. Even common, a couple of Vivek. What, what's here, what's what's their problem? They don't like Trump. These are all very wealthy individuals. Okay, you have Tomas Petterfee, who is the richest man in the state of Florida, a billionaire. You have Jeffrey Yass, who is the richest man in Pennsylvania, another billionaire who happens to be the largest investor into TikTok. Okay, you have Steve Wynn, who's actually a Mar-a-Lago member. You have people that you know, pretended to be Trump supporters. And these are also people who have given very large amounts of money recently to the NRCC, uh, the Senate Leadership Fund, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy. And so the common denominator is that they want to continue funding the GOP establishment so that Donald Trump can't can't break their stranglehold over the, the Republican Party and the GOP base. Donald, Donald Trump is the biggest threat to the uniparty, right? And these people are benefiting tremendously. Many of them have business interests in China, and uh, they're opposing people like uh, President Trump, who have uh, policies that are tough on China. That's why they supported Ron DeSantis, because he was against President Trump's tariffs. You look at uh, somebody like uh, uh, Glenn Youngkin, who's tied in with hedge funds like the Carlyle Group, where he made his millions of dollars and all of his ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Glenn Youngkin is just another establishment uh, Wall Street, uh, Chinese Communist Party affiliated uh, rhino who they can basically purchase influence and access from and try to stop President Trump. It's another roadblock and another distraction preventing the GOP from uniting behind President Trump. It's, it's absurd. And we see that they're going to be having their next debate in Miami in a couple weeks. And Despite the fact that President Trump's campaign has called for the RNC to put an end to this and support President Trump, who was just issued a gag order uh, in, his, in his case today, today by the Obama-appointed judge in D.C., uh, people like Glenn Youngkin are pissing away millions of dollars. I mean, some of, some of these people have now given $3 million in the case of uh, people like uh, Tomas uh, Petterfee to Glenn Youngkin. And you have to ask yourself why. He's not on the ballot for re-election. The, the, the elections in Virginia are going to be on November 7th. Why does why does Glenn Youngkin need all this money unless he's trying to take the DeSantis approach of raising 
millions of dollars, like DeSantis did when he ran for governor in 2022. And then what did he do? He had the law changed so that he could transfer uh, over $85 million from his state entity to the Never Back Down presidential PAC. And who's who's never backed down? Oh, that's Jeff Rowe. And a lot of these people worked with Glenn Youngkin. And we already saw the report that you talked about on your show several weeks ago, Steve, about how Never Back Down was looking at pivoting and potentially using that money to support other candidates like possibly Glenn Youngkin. That was even reported and talked about on your show several weeks ago. Laura, you've been, let's go to DeSantis, and I want to come back to the CCP before I let you go. Um, Laura Loomer joins us by phone here. I'm very glad she was able to change her schedule around today to join us. This this report's that important. I want uh, Grace and Mo to push it out everywhere, her investigative report. Um, you were on DeSantis very early on. At the beginning. And one of the comments you made as you're doing the investigative reporting, you say, look, this guy's going to come out and try to be MAGA, but he's not really MAGA. He's much more of a traditional Republican. Given the debacle, and let's leave DeSantis' personality out of that. I'm just talking about the the the, the fact that uh, his policy prescriptions on economics, on geopolitics, on just about everything hasn't gotten traction. And, and where it has... It's just a light version of Trump. It's Trump's policies with DeSantis spin on it. What don't the donors get about that, given most of these people are there for the ride? And remember, DeSantis closed this thing up right after the the election last year. One of the reasons I was a voice until President Trump announced immediately, you know, DeSantis, they were essentially in a dead heat. What these the, the donors are such smart people with business. What don't they get about the ride they just took with DeSantis? See, the problem with the donor class, and I said this uh, at a speech I gave this weekend at, at Trump Doral, is uh, they their hatred for President Trump is greater than their love for their country. OK, and so the fact that they have allowed them to, themselves to be completely engulfed by their hatred of President Trump has blinded their ability and their rationality to see, OK, we are not going to be able to undo the will of the American people. Ron DeSantis has spent over three hundred million dollars when you combine the money on his campaign in the past. And what has that gotten him? Absolutely nothing. Right. President Trump is beating him 40 points in his own state of Florida, where he's governor. He's up 45 points in Iowa. He's up 60 points in national polls. OK, no amount of money is going to be able to buy Ron DeSantis, the personality he so desperately needs or the likability factor. And the same thing goes with Glenn Youngkin. This is a guy who, like Ron DeSantis, pretended to be MAGA and campaigned on parental rights only to reinstitute the tranny bathrooms uh, in in the schools in Virginia, only to uh, sign a multi-million dollar with Google to put Google into the public schools in all of Virginia public schools. So, you know, Glenn Youngkin isn't MAGA. Okay, Glenn Youngkin isn't uh, a Trump ally. If you recall, he didn't even want President Trump's endorsement when he ran for governor of Virginia. And he then said that he won his election as governor because he didn't identify as a Trump Republican. So he's an enemy to MAGA, just like Ron DeSantis is. But this is what they're going to keep doing. And what I what I think is interesting, Steve, is that you see that there's a singular there's a singular donor in the grassroots support for Donald Trump. What do I mean by that? The donors in the grassroots are are singular in their support for a candidate. They like Donald Trump, one person. When you look at these FEC records, you see that these billionaires are giving money to multiple presidential candidates. 
So they're not just putting tons of money behind Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin. They're giving money. Some of these people have given money to multiple candidates like Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. And you have to ask yourself, why would you be giving money to four candidates running in the same exact race? It's because you want to keep on funding these people so that they stay in the race, so that it's a waste of resources, so that the crowd is not thinned out for President Trump. That's what they're doing. It's just a merry-go-round and think, a kind of like a is, giant is, recycle bin is, of funding. Is, is the argument is the argument you're making they're trying to at least kneecap him or scar him up because they essentially don't have a problem with a Democratic administration if if Newsom or if Biden repeated here was able to steal again or if it was Newsom or something like that. They they just don't want Trump. They're adamantly it's like it's like uh, it's like Mitt Romney and and Paul Ryan. Anybody but Trump. Yeah, it's anybody but Trump. But they also know that President Trump has to spend a lot of his money on legal fees. And so if they're able to just keep on putting money into these other candidates, then the the pathway isn't cleared, right? You're not just going to have all of these candidates drop out and say, okay, I'm just going to get behind President Trump. The strategy here by having this donor summit in Virginia, which is, is pretty stupid to do because Glenn Youngkin wants to try to flip the Senate from blue to red in Virginia. Do you think that, that MAGA voters are going to come out and vote for Republicans in these upcoming elections in Virginia, knowing that Glenn Youngkin is going to take the DeSantis approach of saying, oh, look how amazing I am. I just flipped the Senate from blue to red, or I just had a massive victory in my state where I'm governor. Now I'm going to launch a presidential campaign. It's the exact same model. It's basically the DeSantis blueprint for his presidential campaign, right? Mislead the voters into thinking that you're going to actually, you know, be a governor or that you're going to be using this money to support other candidates and then steal the money and put it into a PAC for a presidential campaign. Explain to the audience Axiom Strategies and Jeff Rowe. He looks like he's on both sides of the trade. I thought that was kind of forbidden in politics. Well, Jeff Rowe doesn't really seem to have any morals or principles. And uh, the thing about Jeff Rowe, it's really interesting. The guy the guy hasn't tweeted in over a month and a half. It's really kind of interesting. Ever since, uh, you know, there were rumors circulating about him and um, the never back down um, comms, comms director, Aaron Perrine, getting caught, uh, you know, I don't know, having some kind of extracurricular activities together in a bar in Iowa. He's been rather silent. So who knows whether he's going through a divorce or, you know, I don't know what's going Kaboom. on with Jeff Rowe. But he, certainly, he certainly isn't uh, doing his job, and really nobody is. That's why Ron DeSantis is uh, failing, right? I mean, his, his own comm staff, if you look at Erin Perrine's Twitter account, she spends more time talking about football than she does about Ron DeSantis. I mean, if your staff are, are so distracted by your failing campaign that they're talking about sports as opposed to your campaign, you got a problem. But, um, but look, Jeff Rowe is known for – attaching himself like a leech, okay, to very, um, very lucrative campaigns, very high-profile Senate campaigns, gubernatorial races across the country. And then what they do is they raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Jeff Rowe takes most of the money, and then the candidates always lose. And uh, you see this, you know, all across the board with, with every single candidate that this guy's up really what? represented. And so. Uh, he's a great. Last, last thing, we don't believe in conspiracy in the war room, but there's also no coincidences. You got the Carlisle Group, which is really the, the coordinating entity that coordinated Washington, D.C. political power to come into private equity and put it into China. You had Yass, who owns TikTok, which is an information weapon by the CCP that's driving so many narratives right now because uh, I think 20% of young people, or something like 80% of young people get their 
news from TikTok, and you've got Steve Wynn, who 80% of his cash flow comes from his Total. Yeah, and Google. So tell me, is the CCP... uh, ...contract with Google in the Virginia public school systems, and we already know that Google hates Trump and that they said publicly in their in their in their employee meetings that they don't want 2016 to ever happen again. Why did Glenn Youngkin allow for Google to have a, a multi-million dollar contract in Virginia in the public schools so that they could indoctrinate children on tablets? Why did he do that? What well, is is the CCP got their hand in back of this? Do you think there's any you think there's any effort of the CCP Absolutely. to make sure that uh, the back the ri- rise of uh, Glenn Youngkin? Absolutely. I did an exclusive investigative report on how Ron DeSantis and a lot of these anti-Trump candidates are all tied to the CCP. You have uh, Sequoia, okay, the heads of Sequoia, uh, all uh, putting tons of money. Um, uh, Doug Leone putting, what is it, $2 million behind Ron DeSantis. And I'm sure a lot of these people are going to pivot as well. The same with Ken Griffin. I mean, they just they just had another uh, summit in Dallas, Texas on October 13th, where they were, you had these same type of mega donors. You had Ken Griffin and Paul Singer and Harlan Crow out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, trying to push for a DeSantis Nikki Haley joint ticket as a way to stop Trump, so they're desperate. They were they were plotting in Dallas, Texas, on the day of Jihad, Steve, about a potential Nikki Haley Ron DeSantis joint ticket. And now that I guess people aren't really responsive to George Bush and Heels and Ron DeSanctimonious working together, they're trying to pitch uh, a Glenn Youngkin ticket. It, it's just these people are so desperate. Imagine having so much money that you're just going to piss it away on candidates that are never going to make it to the White House because you hate Trump that much. It's disgusting, and it needs to be condemned. Laura, tell, where do people go to your Substack, your social media, and your new show that launches this week? Yeah, so uh, I'm launching a new show. It's called Loomer Unleashed, and it premieres tomorrow. It's exclusively on Rumble every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, 7 p.m. So people can follow that at rumble.com slash Laura Loomer. And then they can also subscribe to my Substack at lauraloomer.substack.com. And then I'm also on uh, Twitter and Truth Social and Getter at Laura Loomer. But uh, please, you know, if people want to support my independent journalism and these reports, they can subscribe today at lauraloomer.substack.com. And I hope they enjoy my show where everybody's going to get loomered. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Great report. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Youngkin. Loomer's on point on this one. This this the Yunkin thing sticks to high heaven. Okay, I'm I got two important uh, breaking news I want to get to. One is Michael Patrick Leahy. Michael Patrick Leahy, Star News Network. Talk to me, brother, about this poll. The Daily Telegraph, one of the most prestigious papers in the world, probably the leading center right paper. I don't know. Epic Times. I think Epic Times is right wing. So we'll give the center right to Daily Telegraph. This poll is unbelievable. Walk people through it. Yeah, it was conducted by a firm I've never heard of out of the UK, Redfield and Wilton. And it was conducted October 7th and 9th in six battleground states. They they looked at the Biden-Trump matchup uh, two ways in six battleground states, one with RFK Jr., one without. Uh, without RFK Jr., Trump wins four of these six battleground states. And with RFK Jr., he wins five of them. And really... You know, the whole argument has been, well, RFK is going to take away from from Trump. You know, John McLaughlin, the uh, Trump's pollster, has told me, no, that's not the case. It's more likely he'll take away from Biden. And that seems to be what this poll confirms. So, for instance, uh, Trump is up by five over Biden in Arizona with or without RFK. RFK gets eight when he's in. 
In Georgia, Trump is up by three. RFK gets eight. No difference. In Michigan, which is tied when it's just straight up Trump versus Biden, when RFK gets in, Trump wins 40-38. North Carolina, Trump up 41-38 with RFK. Now, that's the one state where RFK takes more away from Trump than it does from Biden. It's a five-point lead without RFK in it for uh, for Trump. Pennsylvania, uh, with uh, with uh, RFK in, it's a tie. Without RFK, Trump's down one. And then Florida, with RFK in, big, big difference. Trump wins by seven. Without RFK, Trump wins by five. Wow. Uh, by the way, I've heard of this firm. It's one of the most prestigious polling firms in the UK. I think they do most of the Tory polling, so this is a big-time operation. Once again, the headline is, even with RFK in, which a lot of people are concerned about, now he's running as independent, Trump is leading five of the six battleground states. And as we know, they always under, it's it's tough to poll the Trump, uh, the Trump movement. So your feeling is these polls are looking pretty good? They are. I think, you know, if, if you're in the Trump campaign, you're going to want to look at those states where RFK, North Carolina says RFK takes more away from Trump. And then Arizona and Georgia, no, no difference. I think the Trump campaign is going to probably want to focus on uh, uh, criticizing RFK in those states. Michael Patrick Lee, how do people get to the Star News Network? You broke this story. It's important as all the stuff is you focus on. Where do people go? The StarNewsNetwork.com and, of course, the Arizona Sun-Times and the Tennessee Star and the Georgia Star News. By the way, our great reporter uh, on election integrity, Rachel Alexander, now is going to be reporting not just on John Eastman, but also on Fannie Willis's persecution of Jeff Clark. Oh, when is that going to when's that when's that going to take place? I want to have her on about that. Jeff Clark's our guy. Yeah, yeah, she's going to have that story just, out. Just said, just said, real quickly, one minute about Loomer's thing. Why, why are they? Why are all the billionaires meeting in in uh, at the Cavalier Hotel the next two days to defeat Trump with these numbers? Why are they doing that, Leahy? Well, because they look at the world differently than you and I do. I mean, you and I are, I would say constitutional populists, right? We believe in the people. And um, billionaires like to control things and they want to control things. And they can't control uh, a, a Trump presidency. And that's really what it's all about, in my view. Michael Patrick Leahy, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Always Very great to be with you. Very wise Steve. words. Natalie Winters. Now, Natalie, you, you go out of your way unlike many of your generation, not to be a pundit. But I got to ask you, before I get into your reporting, whatever, what you what you did this morning, you've covered this more than anybody. You've got all, you got win with this hotel, the 80% of his cash flow comes from Macau. You got, uh, you've got Yunkin, who was the Carlisle Group, which is the interconnecting connective tissue between the power centers of Washington, D.C. in Beijing with this big private equity fund uh, strapped to it. And you got Yas, who owns... TikTok, which is the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda weapon into the United States. What is it about these donors? They're so maniacally focused on anybody. You saw, you know, you had you had Singer's thing last week. You had the Romney thing. What is this obsession with Trump? Well, my very granular answer to that, I think, dovetails back 
and aligns quite nicely with what we're witnessing going on in the House right now. And what I mean by that, when you're talking about the Chinese Communist Party, there's the populist faction of the Republican Party that fundamentally wants to take down the Chinese Communist Party. And like you say, frequently, the easiest way to do that get them out of the stock market, stop the pension fund money from going there. There's really is a a 100 day plan that could actually take the Chinese Communist Party out of power, out of control. Now, unfortunately, while establishment Republicans like to talk a big game on how strong they are against the Chinese Communist Party, actually taking the CCP out of power would be an existential threat, not just to their businesses, but really to the way that Washington, D.C. functions, because For example, I'm sure we'll get into Mike Rogers in a bit, but if you look at how these people, how these rhinos justify continuing to spend hundreds of millions, if not billions, trillions of dollars on defense spending, it's using the Chinese Communist Party as justification as why we need to give more money to Boeing, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, you name it, all of the donors to, like I said, these established Republican candidates. So Donald Trump fundamentally threatens the way that Washington, D.C. runs because he's actually serious about taking down the Chinese Communist Party as opposed to just using it as a talker while, on the other hand, you know, making runs and scores of money because you're involved with them either through the foreign lobbying aspect, through the blackmail, the Hunter Biden arrangement, or the more direct form of financial involvement like the Carlyle Group. But I think that's really what's behind it. Talk to me about uh, today, uh, and we don't believe in coincidences. You you took on, um, <laughs> you 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 went after Mike Rogers publicly, which is, and if we put up the tweets, tell me about the tweets and the researcher went back of it. What did you have to say about Mike? I got about a minute. I'm gonna hold you through the break, but just in a minute, what was this whole line of of inquiry? I would call it into Mike Rogers. Sure. Well, I think you don't want Natalie Winters doing opposition research on you. And if you act like a rhino, that is what you're going to get. Mike Rogers learned that firsthand. Not only did I uncover that uh, of all the politicians in all of D.C., the the person who has received the most amount of money in the 2022 election cycle from the defense industry is none other than Mike Rogers. He leads the House Armed Services Committee. He's both the guy who's pushing for more Ukraine aid while conducting oversight trips, saying that there's no issues there, while conveniently having his staff members become lobbyists for the Ukraine government. It's just a good old tale of conflicts of interest. But like I said, this is someone who talks tough on America's adversaries, but fundamentally uses them as an excuse to just make sure his paymasters uh, continue to get our taxpayer dollars. Okay, hang on for one second. I want to get in a little more detail. That particularly when you tell me staff members are now representing the uh, the Ukraine, that always gets under our skin here in the world. We're going to take a short commercial break. Natalie Winters is going to be with us. We got Frank Gaffney. There's a lot of things going on in the Middle East that all connect the dots. Uh, the Persians back to the Chinese Communist Party. We're going to take the bigger picture there because I can tell you, we are hurtling over the abyss here, and we must be very focused. Also, they just started. As we speak right now, the struggle session up on Capitol Hill. The tell will be if they try to delay the vote tomorrow. We're going to get you up to speed on all of that when we return in the war room. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only 
Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace 
case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's down to eight. Uh, I think there's eight holdouts. Uh, Grace and Moa put a list up. Jim Jordan just gave a quote as he walked into the struggle session, and that was he feels good about tomorrow's vote. Remember, the tell's going to be if we go to the floor tomorrow at noon, I would like actually to go at 10, do the pledge, say the prayer, let's roll. Let's start voting. Let's expose them publicly. Um, Natalie, this is not normally not your line of work, but I know why you were very focused on this because of the the problems we have in Washington, D.C. with the corporatists and the lobbyists and all that. And there's a lot of controversy about the defense budget. I just want to go back to this one more time. What you put up today, and it shouldn't be it should be noticed. I think it was 52 minutes later, <laughs> approximately. That Mike Rogers announced he'd had a couple of great conversations with Jim Jordan. <laughs> no moss, no moss. Kudos and to that the war room had... posse on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think all weekend. And people, listen, this is why it's such an important week. This is the first time the grassroots and people in the Republican Party in, in, in Alabama, the precincts, all across the country. You, you people put people on notice this weekend that th- that we can't do this anymore. This is why this is inside baseball, but so powerful. The populist movement in this country, in the MAGA movement, took on what they call the cardinals. These are I call them the old bulls. The 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 individuals that run these committees, and this was appropriations and House Armed Services. These are the most in the way this city runs in the currency of power and money that they run on. This is the heart of the beast. You went after this weekend, and guess what? The beast blinked. You didn't, Natalie. One more time. He he's the major. He gets. He's the number one paid guy by the by the defense industry. But t- I want to talk about the staff. Tell about some of the staff because this see how this is how they do it. They seed their people out of these organizations. Tell about particularly the staff person that's that's all over Ukraine. Yeah, so his former chief of staff is now a senior partner at a firm called Navigators Global. LLC, which is one of these, you know, boutique, swampy, sort of the establishment Republican uh, version of a consulting firm uh, that is quite literally lobbying on behalf of the Ukrainian government. And, and the real Barry lead in all of this, Steve, as you're well aware, a few months ago, you know, there was a lot of reporting, even in the mainstream press, about how a lot of these entities were registering with FARA to lo- the Foreign Agent Registration Act to lobby on behalf of Ukraine. But a lot of the work was pro bono, to which, of course, we would say, well, they're looking for more lucrative contracts down the line because altruism is not something that necessarily exists exists in Washington, D.C., 
But you know Navigator's Global LLC is bad when it's the one that's actually charging them for the work. They weren't even in the pro bono camp, so they're an, on an active retainer um, arrangement with the Ukrainian government. But if you read the agreement, they're lobbying specifically on behalf of the Ukrainian parliament um, and some defense ministers. Um, but wanting to not just get additional aid, they, you know, couched in euphemistic terms, they call it education and advocacy to the United States Congress in addition to the Biden regime, uh, but also educating the American people, even saying that they'd be willing to bring in former, you know, Ukrainian military uh, personnel. So if people may recall a, a year ago when they had, you know, the, uh, the, you know, triple amputee types that were from Ukraine wandering the halls of Congress, essentially begging for more money. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but this strategy was something that was alluded to um, in this agreement with Navigators Global LLC. But like I said, there's no need to even take a, a myopic view to just this one firm, because if you really want to get to the bottom of why the Ukraine uh, aid scheme is such a scam, is such a ploy. Um, it really is because all of these lobbying shops are waiting like vultures uh, when we hit the point where I'm sure Biden will authorize some sort of Marshall plan, uh, the Biden plan, maybe that'll be what they call it. Um, and these firms will want to be on the other side of it and get these very, very lucrative contracts to help rebuild Ukraine, which imperative to rebuild Ukraine is to destroy it first. So that's why they don't like peace talks. Uh, Folks, they're counterproductive, as they would say. We, we have so many fights ahead of us, but let's win this one tonight and tomorrow. But we got so many fights out of the box. CR, Ukraine, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. We will always have the right flank. Uh, Natalie, your, uh, your social media, where do people get to you? Natalie G. Winters on all platforms. And I guess I have eight more people that I have to look into tonight. <laughs> you got to, Natalie would be pulling all nighter <laughs> like she used to do at University of Chicago. Of uh, by the way, uh, Natalie, also, you guys, uh, Harnwell, Joe Allen, put some amazing content up. Make sure everybody goes and gets the daily email. You get all the inside baseball that we put up every day on the show and exclusive content from Natalie Joe. Ben, uh, Jane Zirkel, others. So thank you so much. Make sure everybody goes, signs up for it. Get the full experience. It's free. Totally. Natalie, thanks. Thank thanks. you. Nat, when you hear, when the call comes, Miss Winners for you on line three, most of the DC, that's when they run from the office. I'm not here. I'm out at a meeting. I can't take it. Frank Gaffney, um, very disturbing story in the New York Times, uh, lead story yesterday's paper about uh, the the it, unbelievable the Mossad IDF intelligence and of course Shin Bet today I think came out and took responsibility for it about the intelligence strategic and tactical failure but not just that the IDF deployment of forces that took six to eight hours I mean it was a brutal piece you're an expert in this area you've been all over the Muslim Brotherhood for decades you're, you're, I think you're still banned on Fox for the great reporting you did on, on no good no go zones. As you look on the evening of the 16th and getting closer to morning over there in uh, in early morning hours in uh, in Jerusalem, w w pull the camera back. Where do we stand right now in the battlefield? Well, I think the battlefield is um, pretty much set at the moment, Steve, uh, in terms of the uh, imminent incursion in force into Gaza by the Israel Defense Forces. Uh, the question is, how are they going to execute their mission of absolutely destroying 
Hamas. And I, I was listening with great interest to your uh, interview earlier today with uh, Colonel Derek Harvey, for whom I have the greatest respect, as I know you do, and his reminder of how in World War II, we fought that kind of uh, insuperably hard battle in a incredibly confined space with an enormous population and uh, riddled with bad guys uh, hiding among the civilians to boot, uh, which is to say, flatten it, utterly destroy it, hopefully with as many of the civilians uh, as we possibly can, uh, by we, I mean the royal we, that the Israelis in, encouraged to get out of the way. Um, the alternative is something like Fallujah. And that was a messy bit of business, but uh, Gaza would be, I think, that on steroids. So that's that's the fight that I think is impending. Uh, the question uh, is, will uh, Hezbollah get in the mix? Will Iran and its other proxies uh, become involved? Uh, Syria, uh, perhaps in Jordan? Um, uh, who knows? I, I think all of that is a distinct possibility. I had an interesting conversation with uh, Shoshana Bryan of the Jewish Policy Center today, and she said, you know, uh, the Iranians regard Hezbollah as their reserve element that is the ultimate guarantor that Israel will not attack Iran because of the whatever it is, 100,000, 200,000 missiles and rockets and so on that they can unleash against Israel, all over Israel, by the way. So that's an interesting proposition. Uh, they're, they're sort of uh, acting up a little bit, but uh, I think both sides are trying to avert um, a full-scale conflict on the northern front of Israel at the moment. You're, you're, uh, you, we had a seminar a webinar, and I want to make sure if Grace and Mo can make sure we push it out tonight. I think we did last week. I think it was about lighting the match, the arsonist. Mm. The CCP and the Persians are clearly at some level in cahoots there. And uh, they're, they're, they're sucking the United States, at least partly rightfully, because of our ally Israel. But this is a dangerous neighborhood with a lot of bad actors. They're getting us very involved in here. Do you think this takes our eye off the ball in, in, in the South China Sea and Taiwan? Do you think the Persians understand that, that they're, in fact, a proxy for the CCP? And then they've got their proxy armies, which, you know, President Trump was criticized for saying Hezbollah's smart. Look, Hezbollah is evil. We know that. But they are smart. They're tough. They're very organized. I mean, the Israelis are, I think, one of the best fighting forces in the world. They're going to have their hands full. And if you talk to anybody in IDF, they admit that. This, this, is, a, this is going to be a heavyweight title match. Do you think the mm -hmm. CCP is working closely with Persia in this? 100%. And, and the theme of the webinar, and thank you very much for pushing it out last week and again this week, if you will, uh, is that arsonist is pursuing these distracting and depleting, and if he can, defeating uh, conflagrations around the world. Uh, we've got two of them going now, uh, Ukraine, of course, and uh, the Middle East in process. Uh, the third one, or maybe the fourth, I don't know, I'm sort of thinking he may want another distraction in uh, the Northern Pacific, um, in Korea, 
and that can light up at any time, of course. Um, but the fourth is probably the home front right here in the United States, all of which would, of course, make it vastly less likely that the United States can materially engage in something going on in the Western Pacific, whether it's the seizure of Taiwan or attacks on the Philippines or Japan, Guam, who knows what all else. Uh, but that's, a, I think, ultimately where Chinese aggression will be focused. Uh, but what they're trying to do in these other places, uh, including, as we've talked about before, Steve, uh, shipping tens of thousands, we're told, Chinese special forces agents across no, that open terrible. southern border into the United southern States. Southern border. could possibly go wrong? Wall, Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine, now CNN reporting that 2,000 logistics and medical services personnel from the U.S. military are getting ready to deploy immediately to support Israel and other countries around in the Middle East. So you got two carrier battle groups. Now you have 2,000 logistics. This is what Mo was, logistics and medical support. Frank, uh, I got to balance, but just your, 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 you have a lot of discernment. And I know that you've been working 20 hours a day, given your contacts and relationships. Give me the Frank Gaffney. What should we be looking for and what do you fear most in this? What I fear most is that Joe Biden, uh, despite all of his professions of standing with Israel and supporting it to the hilt and so on, uh, is going to get in the way of a decisive defeat. I think, again, Derek Harvey had that exactly right with you this morning. Um, those battle groups, those personnel um, can be used to interfere with the decisive actions that Israel has to take. Uh, they're supposedly going to be there to try to prevent anybody else from getting into the mix, Iran, Hezbollah, what have you. Um, but uh, I think it is likely that Biden will try to use it coercively uh, on the Israelis. And Steve, again, Derek knows a lot more about this part of the world than I. Uh, he's studied it closely. But when he tells you that it will redound to the unbelievable detriment of our country if Israel does not emerge out of all of this, having decisively destroyed the enemy that uh, took them on in this fashion. Uh, I, I think they're dead wrong. Uh, that's what's uh, really at stake for me and I think uh, for Western civilization for that matter. But you're, you're going to hear a lot less of that in the days to come. You can bet if, uh, if it is messy, if civilians get killed and so on, we're going to be told, oh, no, no, the Israelis have to be made to back off. And those forces in the region could conceivably be part of a means of compelling them to do it. I pray that won't happen, sir. For Frank, how do they get to the webinars have been incredible and timely. The webinars, your writings, the show you've got on REV, where do people go? Well, um, there's another one coming tomorrow, uh, Steve, at 12.15, to which I would really commend people. It's called Red Ed. It's about the brainwashing of the American people uh, in our universities and other parts of our educational system uh, to embrace this Marxist wow. crap. But you can find all of it at presentdangerchina.org. Um, subscribe there. Uh, they're all free. They're incredibly valuable. Uh, you can find the book you put the forward to and the imprint on the Amen. indictment, um, uh, prosecuting the Chinese Communist Party and friends for crimes against America, China, and the world. 
at theindictmentbook.com. Uh, I'm on social media platforms at, at Frank Gaffney and uh, the show uh, on this program, this network is available uh, at securingamerica.tv as well as of course in the lineup at 5 Fantastic. daily. Let's have, let's, can, we, can we have the cover of that book for a second? That book was the first book in the war rooms, a new imprint for a reason. Uh, it was the railhead because you read that, you, you got to take out the Chinese Communist Party. Their hands are all over this thing in the Middle East, another Middle East war. The beginning stages, Frank, as you and I talk about, of World War Three, because the Chinese Communist Party has been at war with the United States for many, many years. People just waking up to that. Decades. Frank Gaffney, brother, thank you. Thank Decades. you, my friend. Fa- fabulous. In cahoots, in cahoots with the elites of this country, Cynthia Hughes. I don't know if there's anybody out there that's done more for the families and more for the uh, for the men and women that have been rolled up in this J6 fiasco. Walk us through the latest. Hey, Steve. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm here. I'm still helping a lot of the families, a ton of the families. I'm here with Rachel Powell and her three sons, three of her eight children. Um, she's going to be sentenced tomorrow in front of uh, Judge Lambert. Um, the government is asking for 96 months for a mother of eight who didn't even go in the building. And um, the boys here, they have a message for you. And, and um, you know, I'm just so happy that you're, you know, you're connecting with the, with the family. And, uh, and, you know, here they are. R- Rachel, you didn't go in the building. How can the government argue for 96 months? Well, that, that is incorrect. I did go in the building and the one through a window, but I didn't go deep into the building. I didn't go into the Senate floor. I didn't go into anybody's offices. Um, and I really, I don't understand why they're asking for as much as they are. It, it doesn't make any sense to me because it was it was a mistake and I'm sorry. And I, I wish I could pay for it or do do something do anything but eight years to destroy my family for in my opinion what should be a misdemeanor um it's just insane you know a, there's an amish man from pennsylvania that murdered his wife and he got five years and they're asking for almost eight years for me um it's it's devastating it's crazy, Steve. It's crazy. Um, Rachel's the mother of eight children, and her youngest is seven years old, a little girl. And you know, imagine if 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 the judge grants the request of this prosecution, what is going to happen to these kids? You know, a seven-year-old child. Um, you have Nick behind me, who's your eleven, right, Nick? Um, you know, all of these kids, they're a very tight-knit family, a very close family. I've been very close with this family from the very beginning. We've helped, you know, Rachel uh, with a lawyer. We're going to help her with her appeal because, you know, the appeals are very important, Steve, super important, most important, even more so now. Um, you know, we, we help them get set up here and, uh, you know, we have great support. We have another J6 family that's in town. Um, that's here to support, you know, Rachel and the children tomorrow at sentencing. Um, and she's got one of the best, not one of the best J6 attorney on any of these cases, uh, the great Nick Smith. And, um, you know, we're, we're praying for a miracle tomorrow. That's what we need. Just real quickly, Rachel, once again, why, why is the prosecutor asking for eight years? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't understand it. Um, 
You could tell us about the window. Well, I mean, I, I did. I did break a window. I did. Uh, I saw. Um, I was on the violent side of the building. I was on the west side, and um, after I saw Roseanne Boylan dead at my feet, I was obviously irrational. I did break a window. Um, I I've never hid that. I've always been open about it, but to give somebody eight years for that in an out of control protest. Um, you know, we're not insurrectionists. We didn't go there with a plan. And um, goodness, I mean, we've lost everything. And it, it's so hard. It's been devastating. And it, it's, it's insanity. It's just insanity for them to ask for this much time for me. Steve, you know, um, Rachel doesn't have any criminal history. She was there, she got caught up in a moment with a group of people. Um, unfortunately, a window got broken and uh, you know this government's asking for 96 months. A mother of eight with no criminal history. It's a bit, it's what, a bit what, what, much. We, we have to bounce, we're gonna be back tomorrow. We're gonna have the family on. What, what time is the sentencing? 12.30 in the afternoon. 12.30, and we're gonna have you on this. Cynthia, we're gonna have you and the boys Maybe, maybe Rachel on the uh, in the afternoon show. We would love to come on. Okay, fine. We'll get you in the war room on the on the five o'clock show to make sure we'll start the show with that. It's that important. Thank you, Rachel. Steve. Good luck tomorrow. We'll, you'll you'll be you'll be in our prayers and for the boys and the, your your children. Hang in there. We got your back. We'll figure this out. It's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Thanks, guys. We'll be back at 10. Stay up on Getter all night with me. We're going to be up. We're going to be giving you reports of what's happening over the struggle session. See you tomorrow morning at 10. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.